Amplify, Creators of Color Podcast Network. All right, here we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm your host, LB. This is my kickoff episode of a brand new podcast brought to you by Rise Chattanooga, still up under the Amplify umbrella. Uh, so a lot of my listeners, you probably know me from Culture Banner. Oh, I'm still on that. Please believe there's there's been no change, you know, but I realized that, you know, my voice as a man has value, substance, and, and I feel like it's damn necessary. So here we are. All new podcast offering, according to man. So people are like, what's according to man? You know, I think we all kind of develop our outlook on the world, and it's really based on a lot of different things. You know, race, sex, religion, social, economic status, like you name it. You know, this is one of those mediums where, you know, for anybody that knows me, hey, we're going to take the handcuffs off a little bit. Um, and you're going to get a male's perspective on a lot of different areas from self-care to fashion, to personal relationships and anything else I might surprise you with. Uh, it's, and it's more so for the purpose of just really shedding the light on, you know, the creatures that we are as men. So without further ado, welcome to According to Man, hosted by yours truly. You put an L in the front, you put a B in the back, and you say them together. So I'm thinking, like, episode one, like, I can go in so many different directions. Like, you know, I do kind of believe in somewhat of a chronological world. And I'm thinking, so, okay, you know, why not start with, you know, a clarification piece? So I think what happens is people confuse man with mankind. Let me be clear. Mankind refers to the human race. Yes, I am a part of the human race, but I am speaking from the perspective of my specific species, which is the male species. Doesn't mean that, oh, this is going to be a sexist, egotistical. No, it just means that there are things about men that need to be discussed. And I think I'm a perfect person to do it. So one of the things like I, I, I hear a lot. So I think about like, okay, some people say, well, you know, you're nosy. No, I, I think I'm observative. So this is, this is something that I observe. I hear people say, this day and age, I don't even know what a man looks like. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean? And so I was like, okay, like I had to think about it like, it's like when you go to that, that restaurant, they got that onion and, you know, it'd be like popped open like a rose. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm talking about. So I'm like, okay, let's peel back some of these layers. So what does a man look like? So traditionally, we've been what? Hunters, gatherers, protectors, providers. We're leaders. We're philanthropists. We're visionaries. We inspire. We cultivate. You, you name it. I got a list. At least I know when I hear the reference of a male, those are things that I that I immediately associate with. So then I'm thinking like, okay, well then how's it, like I'm thinking like, okay, so is the question that you don't recognize a male or have, or has, excuse me, the, the, the image or the really the role of men changed or maybe a little bit of both, you know? So I'm thinking like, huh. 
let me think about the changes in men that I've witnessed in my lifetime. So I'll talk about, I'll tell you what, to go into this. So I remember being in college and I read this book and it was by Michael Basin and it was called The Maintenance Man. Has nothing to do <laughs> with male self-care. However, kind of goes along with this, like the maintenance of men. I think that has evolved over time. Like, and we, we're going to get into so many different things throughout, you know, the duration, not only this podcast, but, you know, future episodes. Like one thing that I can talk about is me and my perspective. And I'm thinking about the, the maintenance of men has changed. So you think about men being laborers and, you know, really having, you know, somewhat, you know, labor intensive type jobs historically. And, you know, and so there are things that come along with that abrasive hands. And I, I don't have abrasive hands. I got soft hands. I, and I don't mean I'm soft. I mean, don't mean there's nothing wrong with being soft. But what I'm saying is the type of work has changed. So you don't always necessarily now as a man and as a woman, have to necessarily, you know, work hard. You know, now you got a lot of people, they say, they say work work smart, not hard. I mean, I, I try to do a little bit of both, you know, because there's sometimes that you do got to get a little greasy and, and I'm all right with that. But not just in terms that I'm thinking like, okay, so there are things now as men that, that we do that before was like, yeah, no, probably not. I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to tell you what, I just speak for me because I know me. I'm going to be true to my truth. I ain't, you can't make me feel bad about being me. Um, that's like uh, telling me that you prefer not to call me LB. Then you know what? The only other thing you can call me is LB. So I'll tell you what. These are, I don't really like people to touch my feet. But let me tell you something. A pedicure would change your life. I mean, you, listen, you... <sighs> See, a lot of these things, women have known about the greatness. And it's like, oh, no, you shouldn't be a man. You wrong. Let me tell you what happened. I had a labor intensive job. Where I was on my feet a lot. And I mean a lot. I'm talking 14, 15 hours a day. And when I tell you, I'm like, man, like my, my feet were just sore. There's got to be a solution. So, you know, usually the most you see a man do, you know, you break out that old Epsom salt. Ain't nothing wrong with Epsom salt. However, you know, I needed a little bit more. What that? Remember that Vaseline used to have that, uh, that what did it say? Intensive care. I needed some intensive care. Let me tell you something. Man, I went to get a pedicure. I went, this is what I did. I was a little bit ashamed the first time I went. The very first time I went. I went by myself. I didn't want nobody to know. I went real early Saturday morning. I went to like a real discreet location. So hopefully would nobody be in there. I didn't want any women to see me or I didn't want any men to see me. I went in there. Let me tell you something. First of all, I'm dressed like I'm going to the beach. I got on these hot pink swim trunks. I got on a black V-neck. Uh, and I got on some Nike slides and some socks. Because I'm ready for this. I am totally ready for this experience. I, I didn't see what I saw on TV. I thought I'm going to get in this chair. I'm going to lay back. They're going to put some cucumbers over my eyes. It didn't go that way. I get in there. They get me in the chair. Boom. They cut this water on. And so for those of you that have been there, you know that water. Ooh, hold on. Wait a minute now. Let's, let's get the temperature right. That's a little, mm, Lord, I got a little hair on my legs, girl. They, ooh, it's curling up. So they cut the water on. Before, I want to soak my feet. Like, I'm like, I, you could just let me soak in this water for about 30 minutes. When I tell you your feet ain't in that water about three minutes, 
And next thing you know, boom, they pulling you out and they going to work. And I didn't realize, like, I didn't think that my feet were ticklish, but one of my foots is crazy ticklish. I ain't gonna tell you which one because I don't want nobody to catch me slipping while I'm sleeping nothing. But anyway, we get into the pedicure and i mean they're doing a lot. i don't really know they give you like a menu it's a whole like it's a whole experience like i'm looking at this menu and i'm like okay i don't really know what you know what let's this right here let me tell you the one i picked i don't know what it's called all i know was i saw something about some hot rocks and i was like yeah i seen that on on videos i want to do that well Fast forward, these hot rocks come out and they like massage like your legs with them. So anybody know me, uh, you know, I keep that skin so soft on. So these hot rocks, uh, they put me to sleep. I'm just going to put it out there. I had my earbuds in. I was watching something. I went to sleep. You hear me? I'm talking about not a doze, a nod. I'm talking about a full-blown whatever's going on. going to have to wait until I come back alive. I was out cold. And I woke up. And as I look around, now there's people in here. And I'm like, oh, shh. I done stayed too long. And I don't know why, but I just feel self-conscious in being in there. I feel like, oh, man, I gotta, well, I gotta, gotta strike on my man card. But then, you know what? I look around, and there are other men in here. And in my mind, I'm like, you know what? Huh. I knew I wasn't the only one. You know, and so for me, I was like, that was something that even after that first time, once I got over it, I still, the next couple of times was a little bit, I treated lightly. I was, you know, I'm like, mm, I need to put on a trench coat and some shades, you know, just, you know, but it's one of those things where it's like the maintenance of men serves the same purpose as women. We got to take care of ourselves. And a lot of times we miss that, not just taking care of ourselves physically, but mentally, but emotionally, socially. That you, You're probably going to get tired of me talking as we go through multiple episodes because there's so many. Everything that you think is not a factor for a man is totally a factor and then some. And we're going to unpack all of it. I'm going to get my hands so deep into the roots of what is going on with the male species. A lot of you are going to say, you know what, all this time, I thought I knew. I didn't. You're going to find out. You're going to find out. And you're going to find out from me. Now, I can tell you what kind of like drew uh, my interest early on. And and I just mean like from like a male perspective. Still, still, Still talking about maintenance. One of the things that I remember and I'm not, you know, I would think, I would say I'm middle-aged. I'm not going to say I'm, you know, I, don't, I ain't, I'm not, you know, moving on up that mountain that fast. But one of the things that I remember as a young man, I remember differentiating men that really took pride in their appearance. And not to say that they were on a different level. I just segmented them differently. And so one of those men... I didn't know a lot about this man, but I knew that the few times that I saw him, his shoes were always polished. His pants always had a crease. You know, people don't even hardly have creases now, but that's neither here nor there. Um, his shirts were always starched. He always, you know, his hair was always neatly groomed. 
and his clothes were always clean. And he was a chef. He worked in the kitchen. So how do you stay clean in the kitchen? I was like, man, and you know what? Now that's the definition of taking pride in your appearance. And like I said, all I knew about this gentleman for the most part was I knew his name. And I remember his his physical prowess. And that man was actually my father. And even though I didn't get an opportunity to really delve into who he was as a person or what he was as a man, I just from seeing how he carried himself at work, working in the kitchen, I was like, you know what? He he's got a he's got a different standard about himself. And that's okay. And I think a lot of men have that. And it's one of those things where like I like sometimes how you'll see like the you'll see like the stereotypical skits where there's uh a man and maybe he looks grungy or maybe you know, not the cleanest. And maybe it's because he's a construction worker or maybe he's a plumber or maybe he does some type of vocational work. And they always show it where people kind of judge them off their appearance. And more times than not, you find out that this is a man that is is educated, is articulate, is talented. And you can't always say that the book's contents have to match its cover. Sometimes it does, but, you know, at the same time, I think historically men haven't always been like, okay, hey, look, you know what? I got to be appealing to the eyes always and then appealing to all other emotions secondary. But now you're starting to see more balance in that with men. You're starting to see where, hey, Okay, I understand that I got to be more than just eye candy if I can be eye candy. Uh, but I need to be I need to have some soul food to me as well. You know, you can't eat candy every meal of the day, but, you know, you can put something hearty in you that'll hold you over. And that's to me, that's always been like one of my monikers. Like, I'm listen, for those of you who have never seen me, don't know what I look like. You may never see me. Uh well, check a couple of billboards because, you know, I, I am billboard worthy. But I've always been comfortable in who I am and what I am and how I'm presented. And that has really eliminated a lot of obstacles for me as a man. Like, I'll tell you something about most men. We can tell you absolutely something physically that we don't like about ourselves. And you know what? We're okay with it. (laughs) Doesn't mean we don't care. We do. We acknowledge it. However, we realize that there are certain things you're like, you know what? That's, That's just part of me. And because we don't necessarily, we actually, what you find is we actually talk about our flaws in a more comical manner, way more than the opposite sex way more and most of it is because it's been used to kind of pick and poke fun at us but also you get to a point to where we're a lot more accepting a lot earlier on in life to our flaws and to our ridicules not necessarily sure why but hey 
I, I can say, hey, it's true for me. I don't really, I don't really dwell on it. Yes, there. Let me tell you what I can change about myself. Cause I, I, I'll put this out there. This is how comfortable I am. Yes, I could lose weight. Yes, I could be in better shape. Yes, I could get braces to close up my gap. But I'm afraid. The last thing I want is this type of personality with any type of physical fineness to go along with it. You, do you know how much pressure that is for me? I'm kidding, guys. I'm, I'm totally kidding. No, I'm serious. No, I'm, <laughs> but it's for every person, they place value on things differently. And every man is that way as well. And it's it's really, it's, I'll be honest, sometimes it's frustrating when you you kind of hear and this goes for women as well. But when you hear just people kind of just group together based on their sex, like it's so. It's to me, that's such an asinine, you know, even thought to even have like, OK, so we're going to take every single person. That's ever been created and we're going to group. Yeah, there are some similar characteristics uh, based upon sex. Yeah. But, you know, for the most part, you know, we are all different creatures. I'm going to tell you something I don't like. Look, sidebar. Let me tell you something I don't like. I really ain't big into the whole Zodiac thing. Like, I don't have a problem with it, but people are like, oh, you act just like a such and such. You know what? I think to some degree, there, there may be some truth to it. I'm not saying it's not. Don't get mad at me. I'm just telling you how I feel. <laughs> According to man, right? My opinion. So, I just don't think that... I, I don't see. Let me let me say this because I'm you know I'm 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 hesitating. I'm hesitating because I'm trying to find a PC way to say it. Let me just say it. I just haven't seen or read anything that makes me correlate when you're born to how you behave. I just it may be out there. Oh well. All I'm saying is I know plenty of people that were born on and around the same time as me, and we are nothing alike. I mean nothing. I mean we are as similar as uh, what do we say? Uh, uh, water and dirt. We're nothing alike. One of them real dry. One of them is real. This lady worked me too, but she don't like this word. One of them's real moist. But whatever. So I'm thinking, like, huh? What are like things that people, men and women, like? What are, what are what are questions? What are thoughts? What are ideas that you know? Maybe everybody has their own perspective on. And I was like, you know, I like to give my perspective on things. So. Boom. Now we transition to what I like to call, this is the Dear LB bag. So no, I'm not like Dear Abby. No, I'm not an expert. I don't claim to be one. I don't want to be one. However, I do have a perspective and I'm going to give it. So I got a lot of people that reached out to me with questions, concerns, and thoughts and comments and I just really rummaged through them. And I was like, you know what? A lot of people deal with these issues. And so I'm going to go through a couple of them here. So thank the people that submitted in, you know, their inquiries. I'm excited about going through them. And I read some of them. I literally scratched my head. And I was like, you know what? I should call you. No, I'm not going to do that because that might be rude. And I looked at these different topics and I'm like, huh. You would think that's a pretty easy question. So. I'm going to go through a couple of them here real quick. And, you know, you guys let me know what you think about these. So one of the inquiries I got was, and I'll tell you this, it, this is from a woman. And 
this woman states, we're going well, you know what, for the sake of conversation, we're going to call her drama. That's what we're going to call her. So drama says, dear LB, is a man still considered the leader and head of household if the bills are split between him and his spouse? Wait, wait. So I read it again. Wait a minute. Wait, what? You said, is he still considered the leader? So the first thing I think is, whoever said a house can only have one leader. Now, for those of you that are traditionalists, yes, the man is the head of the household. See how my voice changed? Because that's like, like when women imitate men, that's what they do. They change their voice. I don't sound like that. But whoever said that the household only has one leader? Traditionally, we've seen this when men were primary workers and women were more so um more so homebound, you know, as times evolved, you started to see, you know, that that kind of turn, you know, 180-ish. And I'm like, you know what, this is kind of, this is deeper than just who's the who's considered the leader or head of household because she asked about bills. So that tells me that this is a financial piece too. So this tells me that maybe not this particular woman, but are there women or are there people that correlate if a man isn't the breadwinner, is he not looked at as a leader? Is he not respected as the head of the household? Oh, you want me to just look like a man, uh, but you know, you you you're not gonna respect me as a man. And I'll be I'm gonna give you my I'm gonna give you my feedback on it. Yes, historically men have been the breadwinners, and people be like, oh well, the this book says this. I, listen, I this ain't no political show, this ain't no religious show. I I just I can only tell you the way that I feel. You may not agree with it, but that's why it is called according to man. It should be called according to this man, but whatever. So Hell yeah, I'm considered the leader of the household if the bills are split. Last time I checked, two checks was way better than one. So so this is my thing. I'm thinking, okay, so hold on. Now the people are like, oh, well, that, that what you say when you ain't got no money. You, the type of person, I cut that conversation off real quick. Last time I checked, two always been better than one. So why does a man have to be devalued or looked at as devalued if he and a mate are working together? Ain't that ain't that a part of of a relationship of joining as one, as fusing as one? Like it's I don't I don't see the the problem with that. You I mean now if there's an agreement like hey, okay, look baby I got the mortgage, I got the utilities, I got all this on our insurance, and you know, your money is just gonna be to, you know, take care of groceries or whatever else, you know, we may need in between. If you come to an agreement as a couple, then hey, that's that's your business. You however you decide to run your house is your business. I have no say in, oh, I couldn't be with a such and such that don't pay you. You 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 can't be with somebody like that. You know why? And you're probably not with anyone now because of thoughts like that. I, 
I I can count the number of people that I've been involved with that there's been an equal amount of like reciprocity. And I'm not just talking about with bills, but to me, it's a beautiful thing. I, I don't think there's, there aren't many things greater than being able to share responsibilities and happiness with your better half. If you got a better half, like I don't see anything. I think it's foolish to think not. Now, if you're talking about the 5% of the world that are, uh, the million and billionaires, eh, it's totally different. They, you know, they, they lifestyle different. So, of course, the way that they look at things is going to be totally different. Eh, I'm not on that level, and most other people I know aren't. Uh, but, okay, I don't want to dwell on it too long, but, hey, I'm going to give you guys information on how we, you know, we can continue this conversation after this and, you know, see what you think about it. So, one of the other topics that came up was a young lady. I'm, I'm not going to give her a name. Uh, because I called the first lady drama and I was just being petty. She's not dramatic. I don't think every person is dramatic. It's really just the first thing I saw in front of me on the sign, but whatever. So the next inquiry was, there was, they said, so why don't men tell women up front about their issues that they're dealing with and give the woman a chance to decide if she wants to deal with that baggage? Well, who the hell said me and the only one with baggage? You, you, that's the first. <sighs> see, see, this one done hit a nerve. This one hit a real nerve. Cause I'm thinking, take me and out of that. Don't say why me. Why don't people tell each other about their issues when they initially meet? Cause you know why? You know what happens? People have lost respect for natural progression. And when I say that, I mean, people jump from, a to Z so fast, whether it be, and and not just relationships, like you can apply this to a lot of things. People do that when they're like, oh, I got a job that I really enjoy and I'm getting a chance to learn, grow and develop. And then boom, I see another job that pays more money. I want this job that pays more money, even though this job may not continue to develop me, may not allow me to uh, continue to progress as a professional or whatever, you know, my particular field or interest may be and we go for the money and money isn't always necessarily that substance but i think i think people in general have to do that because there's all there's always a backstory and so what you don't hear from a lot of men is a lot of men don't openly communicate why we are the way we are and a lot of a, a lot of men don't do it because a lot of them don't know and it, or it hasn't been addressed so it's hard to diagnose something that you've kind of just shun and put on the back burner like i'll tell you something about me and my upbringing i don't i think that i treat women well i think the only reason i say i think is because i don't really have anything to compare it to because i never saw a consistent example of a man treating my mother really well. I never saw one treated really bad either. So I kind of had to formulate what I think this particular woman would like or or how I think I should celebrate her and 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 praise her and and kind of be, you know, that that chivalrous all-encompassing guy. So I created resolution by default. <laughs> And so that's something that I never, that's a topic that I never approached, not only just within myself, uh, but, you know, just 
you know, and asking other men in general, like when the last time you seen a conversation where men were talking about, man, you know what I could be doing better at the house? Cause, cause that's a conversation that I want in on. That that's where I want to be. Listen, this is what I want to do. I want wherever that's it. I want a seat. I want you to put some honey on the seat, and I'm gonna sit there so I can't move. And I just want to be able to, you know, kind of see what I can absorb from that type of conversation. But I think it works both ways. Men and women have to do a better job of communicating. And it doesn't mean you tell everybody up front. But what you find is, yeah, I hear this from a lot of women. I don't hear men say it. I, I recognize it in men, but I don't hear men say this. I hear a lot of women say this, though. I'm broken. What does that mean? And that's not saying I don't understand what you mean. It just means if you're broken and you've been dealing with other people to some degree, are they not broken as well? So who's to say that they're only broken in the people or excuse me, the only broken people in the world are women. Because I know a lot of broke. I'm, let me tell you, I'm a broken man. Let me tell you why I'm a broken man. I'm a, so disclaimer. Everything I say is not about me. But when I am talking about me, I will let you know. This this is just something I notice about myself. And there's probably tons of other things that I'm just oblivious to, but I'm still learning. This is something that's broken about me. Historically, in my young 38 years, I can count on one hand how many relationships that I've really tried to work out. I've typically been the type of person where if there's a blow up, I'm, I'm, I'm quick to walk away. I've been quick to walk away. And I had to learn that not expecting people to be perfect or people to be just like me, but I don't know. It's just, it's, it's something that I notice about myself and I don't know where it comes from. And I'm sure that if I get back to my therapist and get to lay on that couch and I get to eat me some gummy bears and talking about my life, I'm sure there's something that I can pinpoint to say probably what causes me to behave that way. Um, but I don't want women or anyone to ever think that, We're the only ones that have issues that we don't discuss them. People don't discuss them because communication is always an issue, always. And it can always be a solution to a lot of things. Okay, last one I'm going to go through, uh, and I appreciate you guys hanging there with me. So this particular person says, Dear LB, why are people okay dismissing a lifelong friend or family member, but They'll stay with a man or woman that hurts them repeatedly. Oh, wait a minute. You see, see, you know what you're doing? You're not being petty. You're being personal. That's what you're doing. This, this, this is something that's rooted in a lot of us. And the first thing I thought when I read it was, you know why? Because there's a different kind of emotional dependence that you have with a friend or family member than you do with someone that you're romantically involved with. And uh I I, I hope she wasn't looking for an answer. I, I don't know. I think. I think the same reason that people stay um, with people 
throughout seasons when they know, you know what, this probably should have been over. And this has been over for several years. And it is. I have firsthand witnesses. I got some close friends. They'll be mad at me. I'm not going to say their name. I'm not going to talk about their situation. But I've seen them. They will forgive a man or a woman that they're dealing with. And this is why you got to be careful in discussing your relationships. Because when you tell people the bad about your mate, that's all they remember. You better be telling them as much good as you telling them bad, or you better be like the people that's on social media, post a picture with the emoji over their face, or all the people that go on vacation and it only be them in the picture. You ain't went to no damn Cancun by your damn self. Cut it out. But that's your business. But I do think that there's definitely some emotional ties. And I think part of it is, it's hard for a lot of people to not only admit that they're wrong, but it's hard for them to say, I'm sorry. And I don't know, like, I don't know why you would think it, you think it would be easier with friends and, and with family because they are as close, if not closer than people that you are potentially romantically involved with. But what they say, they say, love will make you do some crazy things, but I don't, I don't want that kind of love. I don't want to be, I don't want to be able to step outside of myself and not be able to recognize, hey, right is right and wrong is wrong, no matter who it comes from. So, look, thank you guys for submitting, you know, those questions, those those inquiries. I got tons more. I'm really excited about this new podcast that we got, according to man. You can expect special guests. Uh, you can expect us to really kind of toe the line and really kind of give you some insights on a lot of things. I'm going to get into, you know, male grooming. I want to talk about uh, uh, male scents because I'm really into your perfumes and your the toilet. Uh, I'm really excited about this offering. Uh, and I definitely thank you guys for tuning in. For more content, please, you can follow me on Facebook at Lemon Lee Bracken Jr. You can follow me on Instagram, all lowercase at ATM underscore LB. It's all lowercase, ATM underscore LB. If you have any questions, if if you want to talk to Dear LB, please go to my Instagram. Please message me. I promise you I read everything that comes through. Feel free to make any suggestions on questions you may have or that you'd like me to discuss. Uh, And I just, I'll leave you guys with this on the first episode. You know, please remember, you know, men don't exist for a single purpose. We're everlasting. We're multifaceted. And damn it, we're creatures of greatness. Until next time. Amplify is a podcast network made up of people of color and operating out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Amplify is a project of Rise Chattanooga, a minority-based cultural arts nonprofit organization focused on community education, performance, and arts and cultural preservation. You can find all of the podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and risecha.org. Thank you so much for listening.